there is that point in every business owner's life when they outgrow their original branding. You find your voice, find the absolute idea client you can help, and that's the time to match not just the design, but also the messaging and tonality. Well, today's guest helped thousands of businesses to show up and communicate visually, verbally, and strategically so they can have a business that feels like them, sounds like them, and looks like them, whatever that looks like for them. Let me introduce you to Jenny Ambrose, an award-winning designer, creative and innovative thinker, founder of Puree Fantastico. She has worked with large Fortune 500 companies such as L, Pop Sugar, 3M, just to name a few, and she is is a powerhouse, guys. Today we are talking about the science of branding here on the She Knows What Works podcast. And this is your host, Agnes Bogardi, your VA matchmaker and online business manager. Join our Facebook community to connect with the other speakers as well directly because they know that this shit works, guys. And join our VRP membership to get the extra goodies, the meditations, the workbooks, the workshops, uh, the free consultations our experts provide us to make our journey easier and quicker. Hey, 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 guys, how are you doing today? I have the amazing Jenny, who is a design scientist with us. I'm so excited about this call, guys. Hi, Jenny, how are you doing? Good, Agnes, how are you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. I'm so excited about this. This should be actually uh, the beginning of a business, right? It's like what you are doing supposed to be the step zero I guess although you need to know different stuff but uh, I felt like I because it it is because I always start with uh, with the images and and you know creating the stuff for my business so for me branding at the beginning always meant just actually the you know the images the pictures the colors and it's so exciting and then, okay, the, but what do I write on the pictures? And then I realized, ah, okay, that's branding too, right? And that's what you call positioning. And you are the magic together in, in all in one, right? It's <laughs> true. It's true. Because to me, oh. saying branding is just visuals, is looking at a flower and saying the flower is, or, or a plant and saying the flower is the whole plant. Ah. Not true. Hmm. There's all of these systems and pieces, and just because it has beautiful colors and beautiful pieces, they all work together. They all work together. And so the reason why I went from just branding design to now copywriting and positioning and marketing and naming and all the things that I do was because I realized the interconnectedness Mm -hmm. of each piece And how can I truly solve problems for people if I only focus on one aspect? I cannot. And you're multi-talented as well, right? It's like, it's it's like you can, you can, you can do so many things. That is true. I mean, I realized that I had these talents because it was not an issue for me to fill that space. I mean, Mm. one of my first client projects I had as a freelancer was a woman who needed her business named and all of the pieces in her business named and then branded and then the website and then the press kit and then the marketing. And it was not a problem for me to do those things and to do them successfully and to enjoy them. 
Yeah. And that's the major thing. It's like, yes, you can do it. Do you like it? I'm all about that. That's what I tell, you know, in one of my basic VA trainings, it's like, find your superpower. I've seen so many VAs, so many frustrated business owners because, yeah, we can figure it out, but that's where the where the procrastination is coming from. That's where the not really paying attention, things go down into your priority. Yeah. Yeah. So I so loved that you that you really combine everything all together. And also from a business perspective or from a business owner perspective, it's like it is hard enough that you don't know what you're doing. Right. As a, as a beginner, for example, it is hard enough to manage one person. It is hard enough to manage you know, more than one project. And then when you realize that you need to manage your your web developer who needs from things from the designer who needs something from the copywriter and then you don't even know what your message is or you are just trying then so many people are just giving up because because of the overrun so that's where you come in and you are like yeah well and the thing the beautiful thing about it is I know overwhelm too because I have found it difficult to delegate and manage a team that's something that has taken a little bit to work that muscle so while I can manage 20 projects at a time and then my own projects and like have that no problem delegating to communicate how to think as another person sends me into outer space like I don't even know how to handle that life no I do but it took five years for me to figure out and then to regroup and then to figure out and then to regroup so when I work with someone who is overwhelmed all the empathy in the world goes to them because I understand completely it's just their own version of it. And I'm here to make that as easy and as seamless as possible. As possible. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much easier for me as well to, you know, just to do the stuff. And it's like sometimes even explaining takes longer than, than uh, doing. Than doing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You know what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So do tell me more about uh, how you ended up uh, being here and being this amazing, colorful uh, person. And and, uh, and in this industry, and after that, we talk about your your actual, you know, what you really, really do. <laughs> yeah, so I actually was born uh, this ridiculous, colorful person. Um, it took me a little bit to realize that not everyone was this way or liked it. But then there was also that part of me that's like, who gives a crap? I love it. So bye. Um, always creative, always silly, uh, always had a very different view of the world. So my mother tells me um, I was like two and all the girls in the block had their baby dolls and their little baby carriages. And they would walk them down the street. And I also had that. But I didn't like that. What I liked was the play school shopping cart and my plastic lawn duck, that was my baby. And so I'd shove the duck in the cart and be like, my baby is so cute and walk like there was nothing wrong with it. Like it was the same as everybody else. And this metaphor, everyone, I need you to understand is the truth that I live today. Um, it's just, I have a very distinct viewpoint so I was always obsessed with language and making and learning and just totally fine to be at home 
painting and sewing and listening to Japanese, like just totally random, silly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I spent my free time. So when it's like high school and I'm learning how to make my own shirts on MS Paint on my family's computer, people are like, I want that shirt. I'm making stickers and I'm sticking it on my car and I'm getting notes with like, I want that sticker. So meanwhile, I'm just making stuff for fun, putting myself through college for anthropology and not realizing that I could have the creative profession, Mm. realizing like, oh no, this is a serious career and I wanna be a serious person um, until my boyfriend dared me to apply to art school. (sighs) (laughs) And he bet me $20 that I would get in. Um, But I had had teachers that were like, you're not good at painting. You're not good at drawing. I sucked at ceramics. And these are true. Like I was not good at those typical art things, but Photoshop, I was the bomb at. And so that's what I went. I took my little binder of things I made for myself and I got into a prestigious art school. Love it. And that was like so mind blowing to me. That was the thing that had me being like, girl, you can do anything, whatever. And so in art school, that ego, um, my teachers did not know what to do with that. (laughs) Cause they were like, oh, Jenny, you need humility. And I'm like, I'm five foot one and a half. If I bring in humility, I gotta kick something else out and I don't have the room. And they're like, oh. Oh my, Um, but it was, I I brought up the duck anecdote because in this space, I had had three years of college and then went to art school. So going to art school, I used every project to explain something in my vision. Design to me became a message-making system that I could be like, I want you to feel this. Mm. And so I'm going to use my choices to do this. Does this work? Can I get you to feel this way? And that's what my projects were. Mm -hmm. So I used algebra to break out a movie poster. I used philosophy to show different styles of design. And my professors, they let me do it. They were like, she's great. Who cares? (laughs) I'm like, I'm the best. And I was treated like the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an internship. I was invited to this internship while a senior. And I got to design for the admissions office of the entire college. And I was so afraid to apply that the fact that I was designing for the school was like, oh my, my. Yes. <laughs> it was like the biggest deal of my life. And the project was design a poster or a folder for newly accepted students. And I'm like, that's dumb. That's stupid. Why are you gonna ask them to come and spend like $20,000 a year for this stupid folder? Like that doesn't celebrate anything. That doesn't make anything special. And they were happy um, with like the 20%, the 30% that would go. And like, the other schools are not happy with this. Why are you happy with this? And I set up this entire pitch and I got other students to fill out the survey. And I'm like, why'd you come here? What was about it? 
And I presented it back to the admissions office. I was like, look at what you're taking for granted. Look at what you're ignoring because you're happy with piddly little breadcrumbs in a dumb little folder because I had no filter. And I took them from a $900 budget to like a $5,000 budget. And I pitched them like, let's make a gift. Let's make this beautiful gift that is fun, that has, you know, previous students' artwork that inspires them. Hmm. And it's like, welcome, hmm. welcome to this party. Here, spend your money. Like, it's a whole experience. It resulted in 77% of newly accepted students coming, and they still do this to this day. Hmm. And this was in 2006. Amazing. Well, that to me is like you're more than just a designer like you really think and design can do stuff so when i graduated i'm like oh i'm gonna use my big thinky brain and the industry was like mm, you're not just sit here and click some buttons we're all good with that here's and i'm like i'm not good with that mm. i'm not good with that and so i'm making six figures straight out of design school because I'm a bold woman and I walk away. I'm like this, my brain, my passion, my talent is more than this. I do not care. And it was in 2008 and the economy crashed. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a plan, didn't have savings, had a butt ton of Sephora products. Let me tell you, I did not save any of that money. I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's how it works. But you are creative. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out because the experience of the internship, the experience of knowing that I was at least doing what I was meant to do was enough. Like, that's enough for me. That was such a powerful connection. Um, so I moved in with my mom and I started freelancing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I began, where it's like people just started coming to me because I was making things I wanted to make and mm -hmm. posting them on the Internet. And that's the key. I think we as a, as a, as a startup or, or someone who starts her business, it's like we want to kind of fit in because that's what we learn. And at the end, you know, after struggling period X, right, uh, we realize that we really need to step into our own power, step into our own super power. What's the word what I wanted to use? I can't remember anymore. Your uniqueness. And that's how you come out and you share and, and you come out as a, as a winner. But yeah. there... Uh, I think there is something wrong with the industry, right? Because we are teaching what works for us, but at the end for that unique person, maybe something else will work. So somehow yeah. it needs to be combined, right? With the strategies or maybe learning a palette of things and then what feels good. Yeah, but my coach said that I need to do this and that. And are you, no. So no. please, please share your magic. <laughs> Well, the truth is, um, I feel like life is a buffet and you get to taste and you get to try and you get to be like, oh God, no, and oh yeah. And then you assimilate. <laughs> I mean, the, when you were a baby, 
you were introduced to specific flavors and specific experiences because that is what is known around the people who are taking care of you. Mm -hmm. And then as you grow up, you venture outward and then you end up cooking for yourself the things that you like and that you've experienced and maybe from your childhood, but also maybe from your 20s when you were in Turkey. Who knows? It does not matter. These are the truths that we really need to hold on to when we are out in the world as businesswomen. Um, I am very much the type of person that weighs absolutely everything, even my own thoughts. <laughs> like, it's weird to be like, I weigh myself against myself, but I do oh, yeah. because I am a very like faceted thinker. And just because someone says you should do something, okay. And let's just assume they're coming from the best of intentions. Do they fully grasp what I see, what I want, how mm -hmm. I view the situation? Mm -hmm. Or are they from their own perspective, their own fear, their own judgment? And then at that point, it's like, I receive that you care about me. I will take your advice into consideration. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it so much. And then in your brain, you're like, that, what? No. <laughs> it's for real. Yeah. Because you are the one who is cultivating whatever your goals are, whatever your passions are. They are yours. They are your technically invisible plans until you bring them out into the world. And it takes a significant amount of effort and a significant amount of like, screw you boundaries, I don't care. Because what works for other people may not work for you right now, may not work for you at all. It has nothing to do with how wonderful you are or how valid you are. It just, there's plenty of things at this buffet, plenty. I loved it. I loved it. And yeah, dare to dare to step out of that of that box, right? When uh, it's confident to take strides. Yes. Like I was not this confident. I mean, I'm internally, I was much more um, aggressive and angry about the things. No, it's true <laughs> about the things that I felt so strongly about, and yet we're not experiencing. Mm in this world. And it wasn't until I was like, screw this. I'm just doing it. I don't care. This is what I'm here to say. And just didn't shut up that I felt like better about it because at least I was bringing it into the world. I was doing my part to be like, I see this, I bring this. Do you think that's the energy behind it? What makes it successful? Because that's, that's what yes. I think. It's like, as soon as you step into your power and, and you, stand fully confident behind that that's what attracts other people who are looking for someone like us right yeah like just because you are standing confident and you're coming from a good joyous place does not mean someone's going to be like oh and take it the wrong way but as long as you are coming from a true place, it won't matter yeah. because you are providing that joy for yourself and you don't need the validation from someone who's not going to get it. And you have hundred people behind you and one hater. And then you can say, yeah, we don't, we can't attract Honestly, everyone. If we can't. are hating on you, you're not making goals big enough. That's what I'm here to That's say. What, uh -huh. <laughs> 
so let's talk branding. How what, yeah. what is your what is your concept of branding or what is your view? So branding is just the way people feel um, and experience the things that you're doing as a, on a professional level. Like when we think about people, we usually describe them as their personality traits. Mm. And when you have a business, there is no personality trait. And so that's the brand. Mm-hmm. It's a curated, um, intentional expression of what you want people to feel, mm-hmm. think, and experience with your business. And everything has its meanings, right? The, oh the shapes, God. the colors, the everything. The, order, has the, the way you put the, sh- the colors together, the order in which you see the shapes, the way that the words, like every single dumb thing has meaning. And that like makes me so happy, but it also is like, oh God, everything has meaning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my point of view, it's like, oh, I'm happy if I like it, right? And my test is if I like it the next day, what I've created the previous day, then that's a sign that it's good. <laughs> Very true. I have clients, like, if they can't decide on an option or, or whatever, I have them print them out and then put them in, like, conspicuous places that they run into a lot. So, like, inside their coffee cabinet or in their visor, in their car, because they will get sick of one option and look forward to seeing the third option. And that's the option you go with. Yeah, so it's it's a normal process. It's like I create a, a presentation or something, and you know when I'm copying it over and create the next create next presentation for the for the you know after three weeks it's like yeah let's change that color. I don't like it anymore. So that's the, that's the normal process. It's not like me being silly. <laughs> no, and here's a spoiler alert: everybody's process is a normal process. Okay. Okay. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Worrying about whether or not your process is normal is an unnecessary burden <laughs> to place when life is already hard. Like that's just like no, you just go boop, boop, throw that away. It's normal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a process girl, right? It's like yes. I wish I wish we will have a we will have a, a Trello board for raising a child or something. Right? It's like that's how process oriented I am. So creative things. I usually say it were never my thing. I have my own creativity in my own way, I guess. But this, this was a process to, to, and then, you know, just tell me, right? It's like, okay, it sounds, not sounds. I have to choose that. And that fits together and fabulous. And I, well, I see everything. Else, a little like, process. See, for me, design is, no, I'm serious. Design mm-hmm. isn't more analytical than it is creative. Really? Yes. Why do you think I call myself a design scientist? Because for me, I don't care what it looks like. That's not important. What matters is, what are we saying? Mm-hmm. What are we saying to? What does my client say about that? What, how do they view it? And then at that point, I'm like, and then I can make it however I need to make it. But the truth is, I have constructed this image mm-hmm. based on what they want to feel based on what they want to say and it's an analytical process for me it is not creative at all (laughs) this is creative this i did for fun took four days slapped it on the wall didn't really think about it like balanced it out design 
a brand, a web, it is very, very, I use the scientific method. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I know. I know. And as soon as I realized that standing in my mother-in-law's biology classroom, I was like, I am a design scientist. Because when you send around, it's the hypothesis. Does this solve what you need it to solve? Does this communicate what you need it to communicate? And then they say, "Mm, yes. And then you can move on to the next level of experimentation. I love that. I love that. That that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Where is where is your client? <laughs> where is your client? Is it is it someone who who just getting started, or you really need to know as a client of yours the messaging, the 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 idea client, or is it? Uh, yeah, what do what, what do I need? For someone is to know that there is a different, more truthful um, version of themselves that they are trying to bring out. Whether that's messaging, whether that's branding, whether that's, I don't know what what I should say on social media, um, it's more psychographic than demographic Mm -hmm. because they need to be enthusiastic, um, problem solving. I would like open-minded and happy. And that's it. If you have those attributes, we're going to work so well together because I'm a very solution-oriented, dedicated person with a veritable army of skills behind me. Mm -hmm. There is no limit to the things I can learn and do. So as long as you are open and happy and curious and we both focus on expressing yourself differently, I have worked with the German government. I've worked with the creative executive director of American Greetings. I did Pop Sugar's Beauty Award show. I also branded a burlesque dancer who reads her erotic fiction in the nude. Yes. (laughs) It's not, and I've also worked with multiple tax professionals, accountants, Charles Schwab, 3M. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because what are we doing? What is the goal? What does that experience look and feel like for you? At the end of it, you'll be like, you are a mind reader. I'm not. I'm just really, really good at translating mm-hmm. and understanding what communicates and how to make that effortlessly for you and for them. And for them, yeah, that's the part, right? It's like sometimes sometimes uh, when uh, with my clients, we work in teams, right? I'm an online business business manager as well. And, uh, you know, when the, when the designer comes in and I talk to the client and we cannot really articulate what we are looking for, but when the designer comes back with something even mind-blowing, yeah. is it a word, mind-blowinger, <laughs> more mind-blowing? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, then... You know, it's like, how, where, how, how, how did you download this? Or, you know, it's like, wow. But that's part of being a designer is really understanding language. And when I was in design school, I would say like second year, we learned about connotative and denotative associations. When someone says warm, what are they really saying? What does that really look like? What does that feel? And so you think about these things on a very nerdy level. 
And when I was a freelancer, I really did work with 20 clients at one time. I worked with so many while managing a team overseas. And so it became very, I need this to be streamlined. I need this to, so the client doesn't feel rushed. Mm. They feel swift and flowy. I need to cut the fat. How can I do that? And that's how I developed my process where it's, I have them compile images and talk to me about them. (laughs) I swear, because we take so much for granted in our experience and what we see and how we process what we see that so much miscommunication is just deleted when I'm like, what, tell me, why did you pick this? What does this speak to you? Tell me. And Mm -hmm. so I, it does not matter what I see, who gives a crap? What matters is what they see because mm-hmm. that's what they're going to recognize when I design a brand for them. They, it doesn't matter. What I am here to do is help them and translate them. I have plenty of my own projects to do mm-hmm. for my own life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and that's why I say it's, it's hardly creative. It's much more analytical because I have the skills, like I can make something look watercolor on digital. I've taught myself calligraphy. I taught myself illustration. I taught myself, like all of the, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you are my God. <laughs> it's just like, yes, everything. We want to know everything. Well, I want to be able to create solutions for people mm-hmm. um, in any style, because I feel like that's what really sets me, for me, that's what sets part of designer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not here to solve the same problem over and over and over mm-hmm. again. I'm here to solve individual problems. And over the weekend, my client needed one of those like super cheesy vintage cartoons of food. It's a, I know it's a very silly, silly thing, but she really wanted it. And I'm like, I could do this. And so I drew it in a couple of hours. And yesterday I'm like, oh, did you draw this one? Of course I did. What else am I supposed to do? You wanted it. Of course I'm going to draw it for you. And it's perfect. So. I love it. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. So you really, you really see the 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 results from from when when someone comes to you, right? You speak them through the your process and you work them through your process. Yes. You give it to them and exponentially. Yeah, I mean, I've taken. I took a team of engineers that work on military projects and aerospace projects. Okay, from five million to five hundred million. And I used math while doing it. So (laughs) it's my process at this point, it would be ludicrous to have a drop of imposter syndrome. It would just be ridiculous because I did it for, like I said, thousands of photographers, burlesque schools, governments. It doesn't matter because it is using um, the way our subconscious works and culture. And I wouldn't have known that had I not had a background in anthropology mm-hmm. and design. Oh, you're so unique. I so love that. <laughs> also, these days when everything is like, you know, the, 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 the shame and this is how it's supposed to work. And then no. sparks like you, I love that. I feel like that is the truth of it because my process is so client focused and Mm -hmm. 
permissible. Everything is okay. The things that you want to do are actually important to bring to this world. Please believe in yourself. Like all of that really sets people up to see the results because they're not feeding into their fear. They're breaking through their self-limiting beliefs because it's they're self-imposed. They are not real. But until you share them and until you say, oh, should I not have a logo? It's like, who cares? Please, please do this thing. <laughs> then, and I had a client a couple of years ago who her husband told her she wouldn't get taken seriously if she had hot pink in her brand. You have hot pink in your brand. <clears throat> I think her hot pink because it's a beautiful, magical color. And I'm like, is it his brand? Whose brand is it? Is it your favorite color? Are you wearing hot pink lipstick every day? Please shut him up, choose the hot pink, be on our way with it. And, and that, that confidence thing, that realization that it's your business and you're the one who gets to choose it and love it and celebrate it, that's gonna bring an entirely new energy to the party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you need to show up in your business yes. every day and you need to be aligned with, with what you're putting out there. Not talking about, right? It's like eye catchy. It needs to be, you know, when someone is scrolling through social media. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I use math. I use the scientific method. Mm -hmm. I am someone who lives that duality of loving drag queens and makeup and performance for real. And also super nerdy things like semiotics and theoretical calculus. Okay. In society, women are not supposed to occupy both spaces. <laughs> oh, well, here's <laughs> Like, I refuse to not have those parts of myself. Mm -hmm. And I still can take it seriously. It's ridiculous. Like, you can. Yeah, you hear that so often, right? It's like you need to be this professional and that professional. Guess what? You attract your own tribe, right? Yeah. And that's it. It's like uh, I I speak three languages and some, you know, sometimes it's just not coming out as I want. That's it. My sixth grade English teacher was like, Agnes, forget about English, forget about languages, learn something else. And I'm like, I went to Germany, learned German. I went to England, learned English. Now I'm in France. Guess what? Uh, downloading the fourth language. And I'm like, I would go back and tell her, right? It's like, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Yeah. And if someone doesn't like my accent, it's better they watch a video, right? It's like, we won't be able to work together if you don't like my English. That's, that's it. That's a problem. That's a yeah, yeah. problem. And yeah. I've had, I mean, listen, the amount of people that told me I couldn't do. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> I can't go to art school. I can't be a graphic designer. I'm not going to be successful. And it's like, really, queen? That ain't the way it's going to happen. And then I do it. And then I was like, you don't know, because it, that's not for them. Mm -hmm. It's for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I stopped getting or even stopped looking for the validation. And it's like, I'm going to do things that make me happy mm -hmm. because life is too short. And I'm sick of listening to idiots who are just like, I am. No, you don't. You're not me. And so that's when I really started to see results in my business mm -hmm. because I just I brought joy to the table every day. I and who doesn't love that? 
Yeah, yes. right. Even even talking to you, right? It's like so. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited. It's so it's such a, a fresh, you know, energy. What you what you represent? Where can people find you if they want? And I know that you have some freebies for us as well. Yes, I do. Purefantastico.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook at Puree Fantastico and then Instagram at Puree. Oh yeah, I I can't wait to check your Instagram out. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's, it's like... very curated. It was the only way because I'm very much like oh social media. I just want to do the things. I don't want to tell you about them. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was like, you know what? I can use every single color on this earth in my Instagram. That I was that that was it. I was like, ooh, that's not fun. So even I have moments where I have to make it extra fun in order for me to care about it. And that's all it takes, really. I love it. I love it so much. What freebie do you have for us? So I actually have two freebies. One of them is online at my website right now. It will help you build a routine that is sustainable with your energy mm. because you can't be like, I work for 20 clients at one time and not figure out how to make your energy like work for you because it was really stressful. So um, that is there. It's my routine builder and it focuses on your why. And if you can remind yourself of your why and you can sink into a place of gratitude and joy just in meeting yourself there, easily sustainable. I have worked on a research project for 13 years while doing all of these client things. I've written a 450,000 word database. I manage two teams, one for this project, one for Puree Fantastico, and I am not dead. So I recommend <laughs> That's a plus. <laughs> um, yeah, and and that's the truth. That's why I shared it because mm-hmm. it, it's an easy, easy gift. Love it. Uh, the Love second it. one is a way for you to realize your own messaging that you're putting out there when you're not focusing on writing the perfect email. For the actual steps, join us in the VIP community. We will link everything, guys. It will be everywhere where you can watch or see us or hear us or whatever, right? Everything will be there. You can you can reach out to Jenny. Highly, highly recommend, guys. Uh, only for this energy, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and let's see how her magic can, can help your business as well, finding your own truth, right? Is there any takeaways you would like to share with us for the for the end what we haven't talked about what you feel like it's important to know love yourself and love yourself some more ah i love that yes amen amen and stand behind yourself right it's like stand behind your uniqueness because that's what will sell at the end yeah yeah right thank you you very much it was lovely talking to you and yeah hope to see the amazing art what you what you create in the future as well thank you guys have an amazing one Bye 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 like this episode make sure you subscribe leave us a review with your takeaways help others to discover the channel Join our Facebook community to connect with the other speakers directly as well, because they know how this shit works. 
And if you're not a VIP member, join our VIP membership to get the extra goodies what the speakers and the VIP expert panelists provide us to make our journey and life easier and quicker and better. Stay tuned for the next episode.